This is the Dr. Duke Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Duke Show. I am Dr. Duke, and I am joined today by Dr. Jake Jacobs. Jake, how are you? Fantastic, Duke. Thanks for having me on. Always to have you. Always nice to have you in studio with us. And well, uh, the good news keeps a coming, kind of. I mean, we've been pretty depressing lately, Jake, but I think we've had a couple of upbeat stories here, and one today as well. We well, have the, Robin Voss is my new hero. Well, there you go. The speaker of the assembly here in Wisconsin is Robin Voss, and he's a kind of he's been a kind of a controversial figure for a lot of people. But uh, the Republicans have done something that's kind of interesting. Uh, they have voted to cut roughly. I'm not sure it's a cut, but they voted to cut university. Wisconsin system budget by $32 million if they do not get rid of DEI initiatives. We've said for a lot at long time, Jake, that uh, the one thing that legislatures can do is they control the purse. They can tell a university system like UW-Madison, the UW system, which is as left as left can be, you can tell them, hey, you can keep doing DEI, you can keep pushing critical race theory, but we're not going to give you, we're going we're to cut your budget, right? And here, uh, $32, $32 million is a significant chunk of change that the university can get if they get rid of DEI. So uh, it's debatable whether it's a cut or not. It's kind of the carrot rather the stick approach. But give, give, and I look, I've worked in universities long, t 30 years now, Jake. I've worked long enough to know that the only thing that, trumps their venality when it comes to race is money. So your thoughts on this? Well, look, um, Robin Voss, who I've had problems with for a lot of reasons, but he did say that this stopping DEI is the single most important issue facing the nation. He calls it division, exclusion, and indoctrination. And he's absolutely, it's a form of uh, Americanization of Maoism is what DEI is all about. It really is a, it, what it does is it, it, it attacks all whites as being systemically by their very nature racist. It in essence creates a new vocabulary. It intimidates students from day one and freshman orientation all the way through their career. It intimidates professors. You've experienced that in the UW system. Uh, it is something that has been egregious and it really has been at wearing down the actual social and moral fabric, fiber of, uh, of America. So I, I, I think that he's absolutely spot on and I have to admit, little naivety i actually thought this was going to end dei specifically and you corrected me before the show started to say no no jake this is about the money they have to decide what's more important although i did say i think many of them are what eric hoffer called the true believers that in any case they are so much into this this craziness this world they live in that you know what they might take cuts over here but not when it comes to dei this is a god unto itself for them yeah i i think you're that was very well said jake very nice sum, summation there i would correct you on one thing you always it do does doc. Not, it does not <laughs> intimidate me it enrages me what they're doing. Um, but you also made another great point. If, if, if it weren't up to the, I think if it were up to the chancellors, they'd take the money. I, I think they would much rather have the money. But if you took a vote on campus, every single campus in the Wisconsin system, you let the faculty vote, they would vote almost unanimously to okay. get rid of the 30. We don't want your stinking money, yep. right? We want DEI. I guarantee yep. you they would do that. They're true believers. They are, they are, they're a cult. It's a complete yep. cult. We have a video to take a look about 
Instead of forcing these students to view the world through, the, through a, a lens of race, gender, or economic class just to obtain one of these degrees, UW system ought to be teaching them different things such as critical thinking and problem solving, teamwork and collaboration. Now the Republicans have some kind of plan hatched to have the UW system come back with a new plan on how to spend that money and we think that we reject the, the entire concept of what they're doing, that the university system would be cut at a time of surplus. The plan also could cut 180 diversity, equity, and inclusion jobs on UW campuses. Now, Republican lawmakers in the Joint Finance Committee say they will cut the university system's budget by $32 million, despite a projected $7 billion state budget surplus. Rothman warns the cuts could prompt tuition increases and campus closures. We now rank 42nd out of 50 states in the nation in terms of funding uh, for the public university system. I would suggest to all of you that does not bode well for our ability to carry out our mission and in turn serve the state of Wisconsin. Governor Tony Evers, a former member of the UW Board of Regents, has threatened to veto the entire state budget if the university's budget was cut. Good. I hope he does it. But I, I find it very hard to, to believe. We're giving, uh, I talked to one lawmaker who said basically we're giving a billion dollars to public schools. A billion. You know as well as I do what the public school does with that money. They do everything but educate your kids. So what the, what the universities might be losing in DEI the public schools are going to quadruple down on all this. So garbage. you're stealing from Peter to and give Robin, to Paul with yep, DEI. And, and quite frankly, I, I'm more worried right now about the public schools than the universities. Yeah, the universities are horrible with this stuff. But by the time kids, a kid is 18 years old and goes to college, he can fight back. What the bat billion dollars is going to take all of that critical race theory and embed it much more deeper in middle and elementary and high schools. You know, Duke, we see this as actually respond. You know, we talked uh, previous programs about conservatives awakening to the madness of wokeness. And we see Governor Abbott uh, with their legislature down there actually doing the same thing that's happening in Wisconsin. They're trying to uh, get rid of DEI. We see Governor uh, DeSantis of Florida doing the same thing. The governor of North Dakota, Burgum, Burgum, I forget his name now. Same thing. But uh, while that goes on, you and I both know that the system system originally was meant to be local control, state legislatures. It was the home, the governance of the home within the village, within the city, within the town. It was to be within the state capital, and state legislatures were to play a huge role. But now this skewing of a true federal constitutional system has been flipped on its head where the swamp, D.C., now controls from D.C. into Madison, into UW Oshkosh, all across the country. And here's my point. Federal judges are stepping in and saying to DeSantis and Abbott and Burham, Burgum, whatever his name is from North Dakota, and other governors, there's been about 20 who have tried to respond to this, you can't do it. It's unconstitutional. It's illegal. It's a lie, but this is what's happening. So this federal system that we had, which was home and local, has been inverted and perverted. Yeah, and we talked about many times on this show about Common Core. Common Core back in 2011, 2012 was never, obviously, now we know, obviously, it was never going to make our kids smarter. It had nothing to do with improving education. It was a pipeline, a Trojan horse. So I use that very word for a dozen years. It's a Trojan horse to bring federal control of education to local districts. That's more or less what we have now. And what's really interesting to me, Jake, is how the lefties are talking about this at the university. 
uh, are, are decrying this, right? It's, it's you, as if the purpose of the legislature is simply to give us as much possible money as they can. We don't care if the taxpayers are getting... Kirk Blanche. Yep. We don't care if... If the, the Wisconsin system, which serves the entire state, largely funded by taxpayers like you and me, we don't care if we're serving your ends. We're not, we don't care uh, at the university if your kids can't read, can't write, they're not capable of jobs, their math and uh, language and reading skills are terribly poor. Uh, as long as they're getting a steady di diet of DEI and so called social justice, right? Yeah. And so finally, then the idea becomes from the progressives. Your job as legislators is to give us more money every year and to shut up. And notice how it's causing them problems. Evers is threatening to veto this. $32 billion is chump change compared to the billion dollars you just gave the public schools. And that's why I think you call his bluff. He's not that stupid. The former head of the DPI, is that correct? Yeah, totally he used to be in the Board of Regents at right. UW-Madison. He knows how to play the game. You know, Duke, you and I have been in education a long, long, long time. My God, the first time I stepped into a classroom was 1977. That was a long time ago. And we have seen the explosion the bloating of in Washington DC the administrative bureaucratic state but the same thing at the university when it comes to the hiring of one professor you've got three administrators yep. you've got three bureaucrats you have people with graduate uh, graduate degrees in sociology or social justice and they're in the schools it could be lacrosse it could be uh, Madison it could be Eau Claire and what they're doing when the freshman kiddies come into the school they're giving them the DEI they're giving them the BIPOC lectures they're giving them the LGBT alphabet people lectures they're telling them what to think how to think they're intending intimidating them, especially if they're white, to change who they are. And the fact is, we see that this bloating, they said in, in the, the, the cut we had that they were talking about cutting 188 positions. Cut 188 positions. Get rid of these bureaucrats. Get rid of these people who don't know diddly squad, who think they know so much that isn't so, so we can free up these kids so they can learn the basics of what a true liberal arts education is. If they were to cut the 180 DEI guys, there would still be 47 DEI officers across the campuses still to come up to 13 pediatric gender clinics at university hospitals could close or scale back by the end of the year as a result of Republican-led states restricting doctors from removing healthy organs. We'll see you on the return. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Take back your kids' education. FPA's fully accredited classical curriculum provides live, on-demand, and homeschool courses built on Judeo-Christian values. Request your information packet and save 10% on tuition by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. Welcome back. This is Dr. Duke with Jake Jacobs. And before we get to the story on the closing of pediatric hospitals who do trans surgeries and such, we're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on with colleges and governors and, and politics. So now we have the story here from North Dakota. A new North Dakota law bans mandatory DEI training in higher ed. Uh, this is becoming more than just a, a, a ripple. It's becoming a wave. And it's, uh, okay, if you, if you see CNN, they had a, 
a report that came out in April. They said, you know, there's a record number of anti-LGBT uh, bills that have been introduced by the Republicans, by the conservatives. Shame on Abbott, shame on DeSantis, shame on Burgum. The ACLU is tracking, they say there's 491 anti-LGBTQ bills in the United States of America. God forbid they must be stopped. Well, the lie is they're not anti-LGDP. I, I can never say that stupid acronym. Just say alphabet people. The alphabet, <laughs> yes, thank you. It's not anti-alphabet people. It is promoting and propagandizing radical leftist sex and gender politics teachers and students at the expense of everybody else. And I want to make this very clear to you. No, who, who is it that's discriminating against the LGBTQ here? Who? They have more power than almost uh, two years ago, three years ago, we would have said Black Lives Matter had all the power and the leverage. Hundreds of millions of dollars flowed into them. Every corporation at, on their knees before them. Well, that moment has passed. Now it's the LGBTQ and the trans activists who are the big bullies on the block. And every time somebody tries to take that bully down because they're threatening other people, who was it? It wasn't conservatives walking through the streets last weekend chanting, we're coming for your kids. It was the LGBTQ. So this not this nomenclature that the left uses is complete BS. Uh, <laughs> balderdash, poppycock, right? Prattle, flapdoodle. I love saying those words. <laughs> but no, uh, Duke, you're absolutely right. This is the nature of the beast. I've always said it's Maoism with American characteristics to steal from Mao, who said he took Lenin and Marx and put in Chinese characteristics. And we're this DEI, LGBT, alphabet people thing, this is really about a restructuring of our humanity and about American Judeo-Christian society. And now there are people speaking out, good governors, good state legislatures, Florida, uh, Texas, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, Tennessee, more and more. But then you got these federal judges coming along and they're saying, nope, you can't do this. I mean, this is driving me absolutely nuts. Well, be grateful we have a Supreme Court that does seem to actually oh. have a conservative majority just today. today we are speaking to you on the very day that the the verdict was handed down that affirmative action policies as uh, put forth by Harvard and the University of North Carolina are no longer allowed. You can't Bravo. do this. Amen. Now, you and I both know that's not going to end this. What they're going to do is they're going to find back end runs around this. But nevertheless, it's now going to be easier to sue them when they do it because the law has spoken. Uh, and by the way, this one in, we're talking about North Dakota. Not only does it get rid of DEI, it also bans mandatory diversity statements. That's important. Forcing faculty before you hire them to swear some oath of diversity or asking kids when they're applying to write essays on their commitment to DEI before they get into the school. We have a, a, an, an image here of what the law in North Dakota kind of says. It says the law prohibits public universities from compelling students and employees to attend non-credit seminars, workshops, or orientations that include Include what it calls specific, uh, specified concepts. Specified concepts listed in the bill include race, sex, inherently superior or inferior. We're telling people that to be black is innocent, to be white is evil. An individual, by virtue of the individual's race or sex, is inherently privileged, racist, sexist, or oppressive. All that's got to go. How about this? An individual should be discriminated against or receive adverse treatment because of the individual's race or sex, which is what they're doing to white people. An individual's moral character is determined by the individual's race or sex. We're cutting that one down. Just because 
because you're a minority doesn't make you virtuous. An individual, by virtue of the individual's race or sex, bears responsibility for an action committed in the past. In other words, all white people are guilty of slavering. And finally, a meritocracy is inherently racist or sexist. It is stunning to me, Jake, how many times at universities kids are being told that achievement, success, hard work is white supremacy. North Dakota just struck, struck that down. And like you said, a lot of other states are doing what they can. And really the only thing stopping them right now are some rogue federal judge, judges. Yeah, no, absolutely. This, uh, it does give us hope. It gives us hope that what's happening across the country is a lot of Americans have become awakened. They're getting involved. They're calling their state legislatures. They're saying, we elected you to, in essence, represent what America is, what she used to be in her glory. And we need to bring that back again. What's interesting, the governor of North Dakota, Governor Doug Burgum. Oh, I did get it right. Burgum. You did. Yes, okay. you did. Uh, he's a Republican. He signed Senate Bill 2020-2247 into law with little fanfare. His office issued no press release about the signing. Only the Senate Journal includes a communication from the governor stating that he signed it with a bunch of other bills. In other words, I'm getting the impression, and I could be, I don't want to slander the man, but it's almost as if uh, Governor Burgum in a very red state decided I have to sign this or else my reelection's in danger. Well, and let, so consequently, uh, awfully quiet about maybe this. Maybe he's saying, let's just be quiet. Let's get the job done. Possibly. Let's not bring undue attention because we will we'll, we'll get them behind back doors, so to speak. Uh, so they're not ready to come out. You know, they're going to come after. That's going to be the whole thing in 2024. Their mantra is love is love, whatever that means. Theirs is going to be with us. Hate is hate. This is all hateful stuff. We believe in, in meritocracy. We believe in content of character. We believe in getting out of bed and working for a living. We don't believe in racism. By the way, Clarence Thomas and that affirm, affirm, uh, uh, the ending of uh, affirmative action, I read a little bit about it before we came here. Brilliant stuff. You know, this is if you have a chance, Mom and Dad, uh, Joe and Jane, America, please take a look at Clarence Thomas's evisceration of race-based preferences in his today's statement. This is, I think it's one of the most important documents written in the 21st century. It is that well-written. I mean, read the whole thing. He just, you may, may, may or may not know this, but uh, uh, the wise Latina Sotomayor and uh, uh, Katanji Brown, the new- uh, the new Jackson? Uh, Jackson, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Katanji yeah, Brown I, I Jackson, right? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, no, you're sure. right. Okay. Uh, they, they both condemned this. Uh, they basically alleged that the Supreme Court now is as re-legislating racism in this country. Read Clarence Thomas's statement. He actually goes after Sotomayor's, Sotomayor's statement directly. It is well, well worth your time. Duke, and it's not a coincidence that Clarence Thomas, who experienced true racism uh, in the Deep South back in the day, was a Marxist and, and came to the light and became a Roman Catholic, etc. He was trained in natural law, God's law, classic thinking. And, of course, the leftists, they despise that worldview, well, those values. And it wasn't just his growing up. He still every day fa faces racism against the media, the left-wing idiots out there. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Clarence has never – it doesn't matter how high he rises in this country. Simply by being a conservative and a Christian, the racism continues to flow. So this was – I had to be very, very um, 
satisfying for, for Clarence Thomas to be able to write this way. Please take a look at it. You'll be proud again of America when you see it. And before we go, we've got a, a, one more short segment to do. We, we teased this a couple minutes ago, but you've got university youth gender clinics closing quite largely because of blowback and political activism and legislators making it hard. So rather than growing, some of these university gender clinics are beginning to wind down. We've actually got a short video. But gender is, there is a link between it. And you're How? saying that people can't that change they who can't. they want to be. They can't. Unless you yeah, get a so penis wrong. attached. No, I'm not. You're confusing sex and gender. No, I'm not, though. Because yes, if you have a are. vagina, you're a girl. If you have a penis, you're a woman. Yeah, you can't, be, you can't have a vagina and be a girl. But gender then unless you get separate. Even then, because you've got those genes. how you identity. Oh, how you identify. It. Yeah, but it's not an opinion with yes, a weird expression this Yes, it is. No, it's not. And if you don't like it, you need to go to a different school. So I I'm, go I'm reporting school. you to Miss Willis. You need to have a proper educational conversation about edu about equality, diversity, and inclusion. I'm I'm because I'm not having that expressed in my lesson. When I'm teaching you about you can be who you want to be, how you identify is up to so you. Yeah, I should have given you more of a, a setup yeah. for that, but you could follow that, right? This is why these clinics in America are starting to feel the pressure. This, that teacher over in the UK just bullying that young woman who was making the argument, why, why are we spending so much time on this? And what if I don't agree with you that gender is what you say it is? And you heard that teacher, right? You, I'm, we're going to have a conversation here. I'm reporting you to Miss Willis. You're going to have to, you need to go to another school if you're not willing to uh, understand diversity and inclusion, that tide, what you're seeing in the UK is happening here now as well. People are really beginning to, to push back. Jake. Yeah, the child wanted to identify as a cat, by the way, in mm -hmm. the context. Did you notice she mentioned DEI? Right. See, this people don't recognize how broad this is. And by the way, when I think of America and, and what we stand for, we're exporting this, this insanity, this, this discombobulated lingual insanity around the world. I mean, they're absorbing this in these schools. I went to University of Brighton and taught at a high school not too far away from Rye College. If you'd have told me that 45 years ago when I was there, this is what we'd be discussing. I would have said, oh, my God, what planet are you living on? This can't be. Yeah, absolutely. And up to 13, we mentioned uh, pediatric gender clinics at university hospitals could close or scale back by the very end of this year, a result of Republican-led states restricting doctors from removing healthy organs or injecting hormones into minors who are confused about their gender. And I go back to what we've said many times, Jake. Look, this is America. I think we started this, this segment, the first segment, with pointing this out. This is America. No one's persecuting gay people. Uh, this is the freest country in the world with regard to how you want to live your life. If you're an adult, you want to live with three men, do it. You want to have sex in bathhouses, do it. If you're a, 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 a drag queen and you want to dress up like a woman and go parading around your local Walmart, you're able to do it. The only thing we are telling you is leave the kids alone.
And they, the progressive left has decided that they are incapable of leaving kids alone and they're get, they deserve everything they're about to get. Jake, I'll give you the final word. No, this is, this is the bottom line. This is our job, Duke. Our job is to protect our children and they want our children. They've taken far too many of them already and it's up to us to actually be engaged, be involved, be aware of the darkness of wokeism and uh, stand up and speak out. And that's going to wrap up the show. If you have any questions, comments, or want to support the show, simply visit Dr. Duke show on behalf of Jake Jacobs and myself and the Dr. Duke show. Thanks. And we will definitely see you next time. Thank you.